With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I pray that you are well. Today, I wanted to share a little from the sermon entitled, Not Alone. The enemy tries to make us think that we have accomplished our goals alone by ourselves. The enemy would even have us think that we're suffering through life alone. But the truth of the matter is we have the only true, the only living God on our side who fights for us, who strengthens us, who goes before us, who covers us. And the fact of the matter is we are not alone. We've never been alone and we'll never be alone. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Our testimony, your testimony, if you're listening to this podcast, your testimony is that God has never left you. He's never left us alone through our toughest times. He's there. I hope you find encouragement in this message and this truth that you are not alone. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, it reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army, tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing the robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and so furious uh, and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were tied up? 
and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of God. If you will, type in the chat or look at your neighbor and say, not alone. Not alone. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I know we did not read the whole story in its entirety. I know we started at verse 16, but I'm going to do my best to, uh, to get us up to date. I do realize that it is a familiar text, but it's always good to go back to something familiar because God still has fresh revelation. Amen? Amen. I noticed today I have to be the, 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 the preacher and the crowd. I don't mind because this is what I do at home. Hallelujah. During this last season, during this last season, what we've now labeled as a pandemic, we have gone through some challenging times. We've gone through, some of us, some stressful times. We've gone through, some of us, some, uh, uh, some times of uncertainty. We've worked from home. We've, we've had to do some things that we are not familiar with in this last season. Some of us have mourned as loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord. Some of us have been stuck in the house and been by ourselves, been alone. Alone is usually what or how we describe uh, going through something without any help. Alone is how we describe uh, uh, going through something without any assistance. You know, we say we paid our bills alone. No one helped us pay our bills. We did it alone. Uh, some of our single mothers, some of our single fathers, they're raising kids alone. Going through uh, treatments, cancer treatments, or going to dialysis alone. In our culture, it's almost a badge of honor to say, I did it alone without any help. I did it independently. I got to this level by myself. I did it without any assistance. But we have to be careful because the truth is we did not do it alone. And by making these statements and, and, and dwelling on how it, seeming, uh, how it seems that we did this alone, uh, pride will set in. Because it's now, oh, I did it alone. I had the strength to do it by myself. I had the know-how. Some of us have been alone so long that we've experienced some successes. And we attribute it to our own ability. And the perception is that you made it alone. I did it alone. I survived on my own alone. I became dot, 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 alone. King Nebuchadnezzar was proud. He was full of pride. He was his own biggest fan. <laughs> but before, before we point the finger and before we start to judge the king, uh, how is your battle with pride? Pride is so easy to spot in others and so hard to spot in yourself. Pride always has someone to blame. Prideful people feel intimidated. And the truth is, the price of pride is you will lose the source of your pride. I'll say it again. The price of pride is uh, that you will lose the source of your pride. What do I mean? If money makes you proud, if money is the source of your pride, then, then you will lose. Eventually, you will lose your money. The disease of pride will put the emphasis on your image versus your reality. I did it by and without any help. 
that's what we post. I did it by myself. I did it without any help. Hashtag winning. <laughs> but the truth is, if it wasn't for God's grace, if it wasn't for him holding you up, there is no way. You are not smart enough to make it on your own. You are not strong enough to battle on your own. If it had not been, I feel churchy all by myself. If it had not been for God on our side, there's no way we would be in a ditch. We wouldn't have anything to lose. That's how feeble we are. You didn't preserve yourself. Just as a reminder, you didn't do anything on your own. You might have physically been by yourself. You didn't see any man or woman to your left and right. But you did not do anything by yourself. We are not alone. Let's get into, into the text. I'm moving. King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a powerful Babylonian king. He had thousands of servants. He and his people besieged Jerusalem and took captive the population. He was the king uh, when the Babylonians destroyed the temple in Jerusalem. And the Jews lost their land and were driven uh, to other places. They were in exile. We call this diaspora, D-I. A-S-P-O-R-A, diaspora. This word is used to describe the Jews who were no longer living in their land but scattered amongst the nations. After the Jews were captured, the king ordered his chief of court officials to pick out, the, uh, uh, pick out and train some of the best and brightest captains. He wanted some young men without any physical defect uh, who were smart quick to understand, and well-informed to serve in the king's palace. Among those men who were chosen were some from Judah. The three, the three men that we're going to focus on today, their real names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Uh, Hananiah meaning Yahweh is gracious. Mishael meaning who is what God is or who is like God. God, and then Azariah, Yahweh has helped. When their names were called, and I love this, when their names were called, what you got was the physical. So out of someone's mouth might have been saying Hananiah, but do you know God was praised because the definition of Hananiah was Yahweh is gracious. And so when uh, Hananiah came in the room, people were saying Yahweh is gracious. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mishael, who is what God is? Every time they came in, hey, uh, Mishael, hey, they were saying, hey, who is what God is? Every time uh, uh, Azariah came in, they wasn't saying, hey, Azariah. They were saying, uh, Yahweh has helped. Yahweh has helped. Hallelujah. Your name, your name, what's in the name? Your name might not be uh, uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Your name might not even mean Yahweh is gracious and who is what God is or who is like God. Uh, your name might not mean Yahweh has helped. But there is a description of God attached to your testimony that can be identified to give God glory. Attached to what God has done in your life. Every time you walk in, every time someone sees you or thinks about your testimony and how God has brought you out, there is a, a, a description of God's glory. Do you hear me? 
there's a description of God's glory. Uh, when I see Sister Jessie come in, and Sister Jessie would be sitting uh, around about over, over in this section. When I see her come in, and I, I know she shared her testimony of how God has delivered her from drugs so many years ago. I feel God now. So many years ago, uh, uh, when we see Sister Jessie, we are reminded that God is a deliverer. We are reminded that God delivers. And so when I see Jesse, I don't know what Jesse means in Greek and Hebrew, but what I do know, this Jesse, I'm reminded God is a deliverer. God delivers. Hallelujah. I feel it bubbling over. I done talked myself up. Good God Almighty. When I see Jesse, I see God delivers. Why? Because I've seen him do it in her. I've seen him raise her up. She's now been decades, decades without touching uh, uh, drugs. God, we thank you. We thank you. God is a deliverer. When I see uh, uh, Mother Holly come in uh, and in those doors and she sits right around in this section, I can't help but be reminded that God is a sustainer. Every time I see Mother Holly, all I see, we say Mother Holly, but I see God is a sustainer. God is a sustainer. Every time I see Mother Hill run around, she runs around here. Every time I see it, every time I see Mother Hill, all I'm reminded of is God fights for me. God fights for me. God fights for me. She runs, and I see God fights. God fights my battles. God fights for me. Oh, hallelujah. And since Alex is here, every time, every time I see Sister Alex come in and she sits in the, uh, in the back in the media, all I can think about is God holds me up. God holds me up. If you know a testimony, you know where she came from. You know how she got here. And all by herself, seemingly, God has held her up. And so, God, we thank you. God, we give you praise. Good God Almighty, I know there's a time limit. I'm trying to hurry. And since Jock, since you back there, every time I see Jock, every time, every time I see Jock, every time I see him come in, every time I see him with the mics, all I can think about is God is merciful. God is merciful. Hallelujah. Every time I see Brother Ship, every time I see him, oh, God, we thank you. We adore you. There is an adjective describing God. Whew. I done talked myself. That thing done bubbled over. Every time I see Brother Ship, it's a testimony. God is with me. Hallelujah. Every time, every single time. And when I look, when I mess around and look in the mirror, my name is Travis. That's what my mother and my father named me. But every time I look in the mirror, I'm reminded that God always provides. Hallelujah. And so it's, 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 it's not uncommon. No wonder why when we come over here at Kip Academy and we begin to get together and there's uh, Brother Jock, Mother Hill, Brother Ship, Sister Alex, and all of us, we get together. No wonder why praises go forth because all the while we're looking at each other and, and out of our spirits we're hearing God delivers, God maintains, God raises us up. God sustains. No wonder that thing bubbles over. No wonder it doesn't take much to get us stirred up because there's a praise. There is a description attached to how you walk that describes God. Come on, give God praise right where you at, right at the kitchen table. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. I dare you right there in the chat. I dare you to write your name, whatever your name is, Leroy, and then write a description of God concerning your testimony. I dare you to write something in that chat box. Tell, tell us what your name is 
and then tell us a description of God concerning how he's blessed you, how he's sustained you, how he's healed your body. Somebody's going to write in the chat, uh, uh, Susan, and then God is a healer. How do we know? Because he healed Susan's life. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's going to write their name and say, oh, God delivers from, oh, God, all manner of disease. God does it. God does it. Come on, write your name in the chat. I'm going to give you two more seconds. Oh, God, I thank you. I adore you. I magnify. God raises us up. God looks after us. God is our keeper. God is a regulator. God restores. God forgives. God is gracious. Woo. God, I thank you. Good God Almighty. Woo. Jesus. Hallelujah. Whew, every, now and every now and then that thing bubbles over. And I thought about today when I was preparing, I said, well, I'm going to be uh, in, in the room. This is going to be kind of challenging because the saints won't be here. There won't be any music. But then God reminded me, this is how you act at home. This is how you act in the kitchen. So I don't mind praising God by myself. I don't mind having no music because God has been so good every time I think about it how good he's been, how gracious he is, and how he has never left me. I deserved to be left. If you look at how, how I've acted over the course of my life, I deserve to be left. And he stayed right there with me. Whew. Somebody say, you are not alone. So back to the text. Hallelujah. Their names, the three Hebrew boys, their names were changed to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. We are familiar with these names. We're probably more familiar than the former names I gave you. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These names all pointed to the Babylonian culture and their moon god. The goal was, by changing their names, they wanted to strip them of their identity. This happened when Africans, when even in, in, in more current history, when the Africans were brought over as slaves as well. They were stripped of their identity and identified according to what their master wanted them to be identified as. Stay with me. The mistake in doing this is the person that's changing the name, they assumes that if I identify you how you, how, how you should be in my eyes, then you will change. Then you will, you will identify yourself how I identify you. But you don't have that kind of power. <laughs> you don't have that kind of power. The three Hebrew boys uh, were called one thing, but their faith was still intact. Call me what you want to. I know what I believe. I know who I am and whose I am. Hallelujah. The world might, uh, might, might not change your name but they will try to label you. The world will try to label you. They will try to change uh, how you are perceived, change how others see you. We've seen it in the media. We've seen it on the news. They will try to change how others perceive you, whether it's you personally, uh, by your color, nationality. They will try to change how, they, how others perceive you. The three uh, Hebrew boys, their names were changed, but what was in them remained. The weight of their character still pulled for God's glory. The weight of their character still pulled to give God glory. When people called their names that glorified a fake moon God, uh, when the boys showed up, when they came physically, 
their character still pulled God's glory. Let me, let me say it another way. When you go into the break room at work, they've already said before you got there, she's stuck up. She thinks, she thinks she's something because she don't go out and drink with us after work. She don't go to happy hour. He don't come to, uh, to the gatherings. He don't come and, 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 and go to the cigar lounge with us. And they tell the new guy, they tell the new girl, hey, don't, don't even worry about her. She's not, no, she's not any fun. She's not, she's, uh, she thinks she's better than us. And then you come in and your character pulls God's glory. You come in and all that was said gets negated because you come in seeking to give God glory with your life, with your actions, with how you respond even to the naysayer. If I think about uh, uh, David in the Bible, David was called ruddy, but God had already called him the future king. They called you stupid. They called you dumb, even in your childhood. But God has called you to greater. After they finished in the text, after the three Hebrew boys, after they finished their training, they went through three years of training. They trained them on the culture. They trained them on how to serve the king. After they finished their training, the king found them, along with Daniel, uh, to be ten times, ten times better than any of the other servants. Soon after their training, the king, and this king was something else, y'all. I don't have time to go into it all, uh, uh, but this king was something else. The king made a golden image of himself. I talked about pride, didn't I? He made an image of himself and called it a god. He sent out the mandate that any time you hear the band strike up, if any time you hear his band strike up, he wanted the population to uh, kneel down and worship this fake image, this idol. He said anybody that did not do this would be surely thrown into the furnace and die. Well, the three Hebrew boys, whose name had been changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, still remembered the true, the only true and living God. The, th the three Hebrew boys said, nah, <laughs> we ain't doing that. We're not doing that. King said, okay, I'm going to throw you in the furnace since you so saved. <laughs> can I summarize? Can I, can I tell it in my own words? He said, since you so saved, since you believe, I'm going to throw you in the furnace. And let's see. Let's see if your God can rescue you from my hand. <laughs> the boy said, we're not going back and forth with you. We're not going to defend ourselves in this manner. I put it to you like this. They said, if you throw us in that blazing furnace, the God we serve is able. I said, he is able to deliver us from it and you. <laughs> Sometimes you have to uh, uh, state the obvious to your adversaries. Sometimes, because uh, uh, what seems obvious to us is foreign to them. So sometimes you have to talk very elementary. Uh, they had to remind King Nebuchadnezzar, you are not a god. You can build what you want to with this your little, little gold uh, statue. You can do whatever you want to do. You are not our God. Our God is able. Whew. Our God is able to deliver us. The God we serve is able to deliver us from it and you all at the same time. 
I like it because God, they said God is able to deliver us from it, the furnace, and you, our suppressor, all at the same time. I'm so glad that we serve a God that is able to move duly, spontaneously on our behalf. What does that look like? Uh, God is able to heal me and restore me all at the same time. God is able to heal me and make me whole all at the same time. God is able, you, uh, uh, you're in that abusive, abusive situation. God is able to rescue me from the abusive situation and out of the hands of the abuser. Do you hear what I'm saying? God is able to move duly on my behalf. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God is able. He's able to uh, 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 provide peace in my household and save my children. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's able. God is able. Somebody say, he is able. He is able. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And sometimes you got to get, you have to uh, remind yourself, God is able. He is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how low you are. I don't care how lonely you feel. My God is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is it? He is able. In verse 18, it says, but even if he does not. So they've already said he's able. They told uh, the king he is able to do this for us. But and they continue on to say, but even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty <laughs> that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Uh-oh. Now, they said, what if he, even if he does not? Well, you know, I, I that's typically where our prayers kind of drop off. We say, God, I believe you're able. We'll say, we'll get with that. I believe you're able. I believe you're able. I believe you're able to heal. I believe you're able to uh, rescue me. I believe you're able to keep me. But very seldom have I heard, but even if you don't, I'll worship you. I'll praise you. I'll celebrate you because of your, you're still able. Very seldom I hear that. More so I hear, God, if you heal me this time, I promise I'll come to church more than Mother's Day, Easter, and my mama's birthday. I promise I'll come more. I'll come, I'll do more, I'll pray more. We, we, we pray those, but the three Hebrew boys, they said, no, no. Even if he doesn't, we know he's still able. The three Hebrew boys resolved, they, they, they resolved and they were confident in God's ability, even if I'm not going to fold and serve and worship the image that you've, you've created, I'm focused on God. So now the king is big mad. The king is furious. The king is angry. I told you he's prideful. Of course, uh, uh, I told you. That he, he's prideful and powerful. That's a bad combination. So Nebuchadnezzar got even angrier and ordered that the furnace, you know the story, ha, ha, uh, be, be heated seven times, seven times more than usual. Typically, we know that when we confront a person with power, a person with authority, or even someone who views themselves as much more superior than us, uh, if, when we confront them with the uncomfortable truth, they typically get angry. Do you know what I'm saying? They typically get angry. But in verse 20, the king commanded 
that some of the strongest, so now remember he's, he's mad, he's big mad. He commanded that some of the strongest soldiers in his army tie up the boys and throw them into the fire. And very quickly, the soldiers that bound them, that bound the three Hebrew boys, they took them, but they end up dying because of the flames. The soldiers died before the three Hebrew boys could be thrown in. The soldiers that were escorting them up died. <laughs> How come the fire killed the soldiers but didn't kill the boys? One indication that God is with you in your, in your situation is that the unexplainable happens in your favor. One, uh, 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 I remember a time where I was, I was hungry and I hadn't eaten and I was like, man, how am I, where, where's my next meal going to come from? I went to work and there was a loaf of bread on the, uh, on the, um, the break room counter with a container of pimento cheese. And I want to, and it might seem simple, and it might seem small to someone who's never been hungry. But I'm here to tell you that thing blessed me and it encouraged my heart that God loved me so much that he left manna. <laughs> he left something for me to nourish my body. There's, there's times where I've heard testimony of when people were uh, laid off and they were wondering, how am I going to pay my bill? And they checked. They check the mail and there's a, a check for the next three months rent and they can't explain it. They can't when the supernatural, when the when when unexplainable things start to happen, you know God. God is about to show out. God is with you. They fail. The three Hebrew boys end up falling into the furnace. And you would think the story is over then. But the king looked into the furnace. Stay with me. I'm almost done. The king looked into the furnace and he was confused. He was confused. He, he asked, he said, wasn't it three that, that we put in? They said, yeah. He said, well, now I see four. Uh, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. The haters see you from afar. <laughs> uh, uh, didn't she get laid off? Didn't she lose her job? How is she sustaining? Wasn't he on drugs? Wasn't he uh, 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 in a bad way? How, how, is he, how has he been sober for so long? How does he keep on winning? Didn't he lose it all? How is he winning? The haters won't understand. The adversaries won't understand. But it, and they'll say it just doesn't add up. But I want you to know that God's math does not make sense. We can't comprehend God's math. Our little minds can't, can't comprehend how God adds things up. God's math is not like our math. We have $121.21 in savings and our checking is overdrawn and 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 God will take that and go so far and and, and we're able to pay so many bills ask me how I know <laughs> uh, God takes our little and, and and adds his much do you hear what I'm saying God takes our might he takes our little and adds much to it he moves in the favor uh, in his currency of favor on our behalf God's math is not like our math. What I'm trying to say is you are not alone. God is with you. In the toughest times, he's there. You're not alone. Someone in the living room by you, seem, seem like you're by yourself, seem like you don't have any help. You need to just say it. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Deuteronomy. 31 and 6, Moses was encouraging their heart. He was, uh, 
telling, he had told them, you know, I'm not going to be able to go with you any further. I'm about to die. And he said, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's our word for today. We are not alone. God has not left us. God has not turned his back on us. The king, back in the text, he was confused. He had put three in and saw four walking around. <laughs> to the unbeliever, it just does not add up. But with God, one plus one does not always equal two. One plus one, who is the true and living God, is endless possibilities. We have to stop looking at the resources we see with our physical eye and know that the only true and living God is fighting for us, is supplying all of our needs, is adding things up, is working things together for our good. Hallelujah. The king said, I see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but the one walking, there's one walking around that, that we did not put in. The one that the three that I intentionally put in the fire, the, the three that I intentionally uh, meant to burn, the three that I intentionally put in to set up, I see them walking around and thriving in what was meant to kill them. Your adversaries, they, they know. They know what they set up against you. They know the conversations that was had. They know the gossip that they spoke. And now they see you. How is it? With all the lies that we told, she still got the promotion. How is it that with all that we did to keep her from excelling, she still, with her kids, with, uh, 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 with two jobs, she's still able? Because God is with The king said the fourth in the New King, uh, the New King James Version. He said the fourth one in the flame. Looks like the son of God. The king was all in his mind. He said, I better get these boys. I, I better get them on out. They're not burning. They're, they're walking around in what was meant for them. The king yelled into the furnace. He said, uh, come out. Come out of the furnace. Come out. And when they came out, this is my last point. They came out and their, uh, their clothes were not burned. They were still intact. They were not harmed. There was no evidence there was no evidence that they had been through what they had been through. I hear Bishop Blue on his prayer call saying, God is the great mitigator. God is the great mitigator. Oh, God, do you know that God can take the burn out of fire? God can take the burn out of fire. He can take whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is, whatever trap. Whatever entanglement that you see, that you see set up for you, God will take it out. God will cause it not to sting. God will cause it not to be what you thought it would be. He is, he is, he is the great mitigator. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, the great mitigator. We are not alone.
are not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. I pray that you are encouraged and blessed by this word. Somebody's going through a divorce. Somebody's suffered loss. Somebody's lost their job. Somebody feels like they're winning. Somebody feels like they're losing. The truth is, we are not alone. Whatever state you are in, God is still by your side. We're not alone. We are not alone. Not alone. Not alone. If this word was a blessing to you or if you know somebody that needs this reminder, please share it. We are on social media. Please share it on your Facebook page, on your Instagram page. We, uh, we're on both. Our handle is Journey Conversations. Please tag us. Until next time, be blessed. Oh.